After so many injuries the last couple of seasons, can Jack Flaherty be the ace that this team needs to lead them in 2023? This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio or follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals or follow us both. Uh, I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're on YouTube. Make sure if you're going to go over to the YouTube page, you like, subscribe, and comment so you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Going to talk a lot about Jack Flaherty today because he's a very important piece to this 2023 season. Now, when talking about the needs of this team heading into this year, there were a couple of things that were brought up on a consistent basis. Mind you, these are wish list things that I'm going to start with. Uh, signing Trey Turner, signing Dansby Swanson, uh, signing Michael Conforto. Those were wish list moves. The Cardinals didn't need a shortstop. They got a pretty good one in Tommy Edmond. The Cardinals didn't need another outfielder, but some thought that a left-handed hitter with some pop would help balance out the lineup card some. Honestly, you need someone who can hit right-handers. It doesn't matter what side of the plate they're on. You just need somebody who can hit a righty. Uh, there were two things, in my opinion, that this team needed. The first one, they desperately needed, and that was a starting caliber catcher. They had to have one. You had to go out and find one. Yadier Molina is gone. You needed someone to take his spot behind the plate that the pitching staff would trust. Uh, could continue to keep base dealers at bay and hopefully add some offense to the position to make up for the loss of Albert Pujols' production, his surprise production in 2022. So what did they do? They went out and they signed a guy who was the best candidate to fill all of those needs, to check all of those boxes, and that was Wilson Contreras. Trading for Sean Murphy, pretty good hitter, very good defensive catcher. Wilson Contreras, a very good hitter, Good defensive catcher, cannon for an arm. They decided to go with Wilson Contreras. That that made more sense to them. Uh, instead of making a, a massive trade with Oakland and giving up a bunch of prospects, uh, pieces of their future, and maybe their current team, they signed Wilson Contreras instead. That was a good move. It was going to be one of those two guys that you, you had to go out and get. You couldn't settle for something less than that. And they made their choice. They went and got Wilson Contreras. Fantastic. The other thing that I thought this team needed, and most of Cardinal Nation agreed with me, is that they needed an ace to lead the staff. Someone who strikes fear into that other team. And over the years, the Cardinals organization has had a few guys who could do that. Bob Gibson obviously comes to mind. Hall of Famer, one of the greatest of all time. In the 80s, not really a scary guy, but I actually just watched heck of a year. The video, you can actually watch it on YouTube. Heck of a year about the 1985 team and how good John Tudor was that season and for a couple of seasons there with the Cardinals. So he was ace caliber 
at the at, for those couple of years, right? Um, Matt Morris had some very strong years, some very strong years for this team. Uh, then you had Chris Carpenter, who was certainly an ace. He was the last Cy Young Award winner for this organization, and that was 18 years ago. Uh, Chris Carpenter's last season with the team back in 2011, and it just so happens to be the last time the Cardinals won a World Series. Um, you've had Adam Wainwright, who's been very, very good as well, obviously. Uh, a few years where he was uh, one of the best in baseball, ace guy. But did Adam Wainwright scare people? Not not really. You know what I mean, though? Not scary like they're going to get hit in the head, but somebody who dominates, like strikes out nine, ten guys and just puts fear into those hitters. Chris Carpenter was really the last guy who was like that on this team. That postseason in 2011, Carp goes 6-0. He was that guy who led the team and propelled them as an ace throughout the playoffs and onto a championship. And since then, like I mentioned, the Cardinals have had good players, you know, good pitchers. Adam Wainwright, the closest thing to an ace. Yeah, his uh, time between 2009-2014, one of the best in baseball, was a perennial Cy Young candidate each year. Fantastic. Not putting anything against Adam Wainwright at his all. I mean, he's the closest thing to a legit, like, superstar ace that they've had. Um, he's going to be a Cardinals Hall of Famer, all right? So I'm not saying anything bad about Adam Wainwright. I'm just saying somebody who just can wipe out, just wipe out an entire lineup for a whole game. Um, after Wayno, you've had guys like Carlos Martinez, who for a couple years we thought was going to be that next staff ace. And then he trailed off. Michael Waka, now with the Padres. You saw glimpses of how he could dominate. Injuries got him. Things didn't work out at St. Louis. He moves on. Lance Lynn was a good pitcher. Still is a good pitcher, but never ace material. And now it's Miles Michaelis, who's had a, a couple of very good seasons in a Cardinal uniform. All-star last year. But the only person that has come really that close to being a Carpenter-like ace of the staff, in my opinion, was Jack Flaherty. And since Adam Wainwright, for sure, if you're going to give Adam Wainwright the, you know, ace kind of thing, uh, if you're going to give him that moniker between 2009 and 2014, that's great. So let's say since 2014, then fine, you know, almost a decade. It's been Jack Flaherty. And for the listeners who aren't so familiar with Jack, a, a little background on him. He was a first-round pick of the team in the 2014 MLB draft. It was actually their second pick that year. Do you remember who they took before they took Jack Flaherty? They took Flaherty at 34. Do you remember? At number 27, Luke Weaver. That's right. Luke Weaver was the college pitcher. And then uh, Jack was uh, taken out of high school. Uh, since then, Weaver's been flipped to go get that. What's that guy's name again? Oh, yeah. Paul Goldschmidt. Winning. He's now with the Reds, by the way, Luke Weaver. Um, so you'll probably see him at some point this year. Uh, they grabbed Flaherty at 34. Other big names in that draft, Carlos Rodon, number three overall pick that year to the White Sox. Kyle Schwarber was number four to the Cubbies. Aaron Nola, number seven to the Phillies. Michael Conforto, he was number 10 to the Mets. Trey Turner, number 13 to the Padres. Matt Chapman at number 25 to the A's. In the later rounds, we had some interesting ones. Uh, Andrew Suarez, second round pick by the Giants. Now in the Cardinals organization, Jordan Montgomery, fourth round of the Yankees, now with the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals grabbed Austin Gomber in the fourth round that year. You remember who they flipped him for, right? What's his name again? Oh, Nolan Arenado winning. Uh, Dylan Cease, the ace of the White Sox, went in round six that year to the Cubs. 
who then traded him and Eloy Jimenez to the White Sox for former Cardinal Jose Quintana in 2017. Brandon Woodruff, fantastic pitcher with the Brewers, 11th rounder that year. Paul DeYoung was actually drafted as a catcher that year in round 38. And then another name you might recognize went to the Tigers in round 37. He was a right-hander out of Lighthouse High School in Texas. That kid's name was Patrick Mahomes, who uh, chose not to sign, decided to go to college instead. And I think that has worked out well for him in his football career. Uh, Flaherty that year signs out of high school, works his way up the ranks of minor league ball. And he does it fairly quickly. Goes nine and three, 2.8 far to eight, four at uh, a ball in 2015, 2016. He's at high a goes five and nine, 3.56 ERA 2017. He's at double a goes seven and two, 1.42 ERA gets promoted to Memphis. So he's up to triple a goes seven and two at triple a 2.74 ERA. He then gets promoted to the Cardinals at the end of the year. He makes six appearances, 0-2. ERA is over six. He's a rookie, no big deal. Does that in five starts. Uh, is named the Cardinals minor league pitcher of the year that year. 2018, he spends most of the year with the Cardinals, compiles an 8-9 record and an ERA of 3.34. But you saw the strikeout ability. 182 strikeouts in 151 innings. That's a strikeout per nine of 10.8. That opens some eyes. 2019, he breaks out in a major way. In fact, his first half of the season in 2019 wasn't that great. Really wasn't. Four and six, 4.64 ERA. That's not good, really. That's not, you're like, oh, that's that's not, you don't want that on your staff at all. That's like a, that's like a, a fifth spot in the rotation type of stuff. But second half of the year, lights it up, goes seven and two, ERA at 0.91, strikeouts per nine, 11.2. And the Cardinals appear to have found their ace, right? 2020, we get the pandemic shortened season, four and three, 4.91 ERA, whatever. In my eyes, I, I hate that year. I don't care about anything that happened there. 2021, he comes out like a bat out of hell, goes four and zero in the first month. ERA 3.18, starts May four and zero, so he's eight and zero with a 2.53 ERA, ERA going into his ninth start. Uh, that game is against the White Sox, and then he finally loses, so he falls to eight and one. And then he's going up against the Dodgers, and he's cruising, all right? Five innings, nine strikeouts, two earned runs against the Dodgers, and then it happens. He's going up, by the way, against Trevor Bauer. I forgot that that's who he was going up against that day. So uh, Bauer's with the Dodgers. Flaherty's hitting, fouls a ball off, and you see him just, he winces, and he looks in pain. Next pitch is uh, he takes it for a strike three, and then his day's over. And everybody's like, oh boy, here we go. What happened? Ends up straining his oblique that day, swinging the bat. First time he's ever been on the IL. It's not like he was an injury-prone type of guy. But unfortunately, it set him down a path of injury-prone things. And it wouldn't be the last time he's on the IL. Comes back in August, then goes down with a shoulder strain. Comes back from that. Only throws a couple of innings at the end of the season. 2022, we don't even get to see him at the beginning. He's got shoulder issues out of the gate, deals with them on and off throughout the year. First start with the big club isn't until June, and he only lasts three starts before getting shut down again with shoulder issues. And honestly, he didn't look all that good in those three starts with the Cardinals anyway. So we're looking at this, and we're thinking another lost season for Jack Flaherty. Man, guy can't catch a break. But the season's not lost. In fact... He ends up fighting his way back up to the big club once again. And I'm going to tell you when Flaherty says things finally clicked and he finally 
felt healthy again. We'll do that next here on Locked on Cardinals. We are now at the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Uh, because new customers, guess what you get? You get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and it is super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three-pointers drained. Uh, once again, I like the, the smaller bets. I like to put them all together. Okay, you make a little small bet here, small bet there. Uh, you can decide the thing I like to do because I don't want to watch a whole game in the NBA. I, I like to like bounce around a little bit. I like to bet on how the first points of the game are going to be scored, whether it's a dunk, free throw, layup, three-pointer. You've got the whole variety there to bet on, and you can do it for all of the games. And FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's the end of August 2022, and Jack Flaherty hasn't seen a major league mound since June 26th. But what's great, because he easily could have punted on the whole season, right? He could have been like, I'll just rehab and try to come back next year. But he doesn't do that. He continues to rehab and he keeps working with the idea that he can return to the major league roster at some point in 2022. So he continues to pitch in the minors. He's eventually recalled and starts against Washington on September the 5th. And it's a Great sight to see Jack back in a Cardinals uniform and on the mound throwing for the big club, right? He goes five innings, allows one run, strikes out six on 91 pitches. The 91 pitches is key. You don't want to see 60, 65, 70, and him exhausted or, heaven forbid, injured again. But no, 91 pitches. Best we've seen him in a long while. The funny part about that game was that the Cardinals still lost that game. For some reason, they were baffled by uh, Anibal Sanchez. I don't know if you remember this game from last year, but they couldn't do anything. They had three hits that game. Um, three against the lowly Nationals. They lose six to nothing. Uh, and and it, was, it was like former Cardinals were the ones doing the damage, too. It was uh, uh, Lane Thomas and Luke Voigt who drove in, I think, three of those runs that day. They lose six to nothing and grab the W. They steal it from Flaherty, who, who pitches very, very well that day. Uh, his next two starts are subpar. Nothing special. Throws against the Pirates and then the Reds. But key, five innings in both of those games. He throws 87 pitches and then 91 pitches. The team actually wins both of those games, even though he didn't have his best stuff. Now we've got some momentum, all right? Now we're now we've got Jack Flaherty starting to feel better about himself. The team is winning games behind him and we're headed to San Diego. Got to face the Padres and this is the game that Flaherty points out in his recent interview with MLB.com's John Denton saying, "Before that start, I had a friend tell me to let it go." He was like, "You have to trust your good. You have to trust that you're good and trust yourself." said he was finally able to relax and realize it was there and he had it. That afternoon at Petco, Flaherty throws against Joe Musgrove. Very good pitcher for the Padres. 
the playoff bound Padres, by the way, who had already made all of those trades. Remember, this is September. So all those deals had been done. So they've got Jerkson Profar. They got Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Brandon Drury, Josh Bell. You know, they brought all these guys in for a run at the championship. A very formidable lineup, to say the least. Obviously, no Tatis Jr. because he didn't play last year. He gives up a leadoff home run to Jerkson Profar in that game. But after that, he tosses 99 pitches over six innings. He gives up three runs, five hits. He walks four, but he punches out nine Padres hitters and gets his first win of the season. Fantastic stuff. Look like the Jack of old. Next outing against the uh, Pirates. 95 pitches over six innings. One run, four hits. Strikes out six. Gets his second win of the year. And then he makes one final appearance on October 4th. He throws one inning against Pittsburgh again. Remember, we played like we played Pittsburgh like the final 15 games of the season. <laughs> and uh, so he has to face Pittsburgh again. No runs. One hit, one strikeout at the end of the year. He doesn't throw in the postseason at all. But he ends on a on a good note, on a strong note. So hopefully. He has overcome the health issues that have plagued him since early 2021. And that's a major part of the issue. And maybe it was a mental thing too. You deal with reoccurring issues. I mean, you can't blame them. You deal with these reoccurring issues and it's only human nature to kind of let them creep and float around in the back of your mind. Uh, Lynn Worthy from uh, stltoday.com wrote a piece on Flaherty recently. And uh, in that, Jack admitted to the mental side of it all being a bit of an issue. His quote was, you're looking for that pain. You're like, okay, when is this pain going to come back? Especially if it's something that has come back over and over again. And I had it happen a couple of times. It sits in the back of your mind until you finally let it go and be like, we fixed it. Not that this is anything like, you know, pitching at the major league level for Jack Flaherty, but what it reminds me of is... Tom Cruise's character, Maverick and Top Gun, right? As the accident, spoiler alert, in the original Top Gun in 1986, Goose dies, okay? Has the accident, Goose perishes, has trouble re-engaging the rest of the movie until the very, very end, right? Can't be the guy he was before. Doesn't trust himself, is afraid he's going to hurt somebody. Finally, when he lets it go, he says, talk to me, yes. He gives you those lines, and he's able to shoot down all the MIGs and save uh, Iceman and Slider's butts, right? In the dogfight at the end, comes away, national hero. And I know it's a movie, but same thing applies here. Once you get past the mental hurdle of the injury and that you won't get hurt again, life becomes a whole lot easier. And it appears Flaherty is past that point now. Also in the same uh, article from Worthy, Flaherty said, I don't think I've worried about being healthy since I came back and made that start against the Padres. That start against the Padres, I kind of let everything go and just trusted that I was healthy and that I was good. Since that moment, I haven't looked back or worried about anything. It's just been taking that and building off of it, continuing to refine stuff. And if that's the case, then that is phenomenal news for the Cardinals and this pitching staff who we know needs a member to step up and become that ace that they can rely on to shut down an opponent an opponent when they're on a losing streak. That's one of the great things about having an ace is when you are struggling and you drop three, maybe four in a row, when that guy's spot in the rotation comes back around, you trust that he's going to go out with his 
A repertoire and A stuff, shut down that other opponent and get you out of this losing streak. Same thing when you go into a playoff series. You want that guy starting in game one so you can jump ahead in the series. You want somebody who can do that to rise to the occasion and dominate the way Chris Carpenter did so many years ago. Now, the next part of this season for Flaherty is not what's going to happen on the field so much, but what's going to happen off of it after the season is over. I'll tell you what he said about his impending free agency and his thoughts on becoming a lifelong Cardinal next on Locked on Cardinals. Now, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and the calories, even though the fat and the calories could be tasty, you're you're trying to be smart this year. You're trying to be better about what you're putting into your body. Then you should try a Built Bar. Honestly, try one of these. If your goal is to eat a little bit healthier in 2023, try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. One of the things that's great about it is if you're a chocolate fan, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, which is fantastic. It's not like fake stuff that tastes like just like a shoe, you know, like just like the the the, the leather in a shoe where you're just like, oh, what is this? No, 100% real chocolate. They've got great flavors. Churro, peanut butter, brownie. That's my favorite. Coconut, almond, candy bar taste and flavor, but only 130 calories and four grams of sugar. But they hook you up with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around for them. You don't have to just order at built.com and wait a, a few days, sometimes weeks to get your order in. Uh, now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick them up. Head to your nearest Walmart. Go to the pharmacy section. You can grab yourself a four-bar box of cookies and cream which are awesome as well. They've got double chocolate. They've got the puffs, the coconut puffs available. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in, grab yourself a 13-bar box with our hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro. And as always, you can find out about their new flavors and uh, anything else that's going on, any new releases they might have, and order the OG way if you want to by going to built.com today. Jack Flaherty and the Cardinals have a decision to make. Whether it's now, whether it's later in the season, or waiting till it's all over with. But they've got to decide on what the future is going to be for both of them. Flaherty is set to make $5.4 million this season. And when it's over, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent for the first time in his career. Now, two years ago, <laughs> you never would have seen this coming. Because he was going to be the Cardinals ace. You were going to lock him up. You never would let him get to free agency. What's going to happen? But Injuries did happen, and they happened a lot. And the star that was on the rise has fizzled and then was on the injured list for the most time, just trying to get back onto the field. So time has kind of snuck up on both Flaherty and the Cardinals because now we're here. They have one season to decide whether or not they want to continue their relationship together or test the free agency waters and see who bites. Flaherty is going to be 28 in October. He's in the prime window of his pitching career. And after the last few seasons were wiped out because of all the injuries, he's banking on this season to show not only the Cardinals, but all of Major League Baseball that he's deserving of a long-term deal, that he is a number one on a pitching staff or at least a number two. This is his chance to prove that this year. That's his only chance he's got left. Just to put it into perspective, Carlos Rodon, who a lot of us wanted. I know I wanted him to be a Cardinal. I was really hoping they'd go after him. A couple years older than Jack, 
but drafted the same year. And he just got six years and $162 million from the Yankees. Carlos Rodon has had two good seasons in his career. Two. 2021 with the White Sox. And then last year with the Giants. He was an all-star in both seasons and a top six Cy Young finish here both years as well. Now, Flaherty has never been an all-star. He did finish fourth in the Cy Young in 2019. But if he has the type of year that we as Cardinal fans are hoping he has and a year that he's hoping he has, then Carlos Rodon type of money is probably what he's going to get and expect at the end of the season. Injury past whatever. Because of this year, he's able to stay healthy. He's got he's got to cash in. That's gotta happen. Now, in Denton's article, Flaherty said this about becoming a free agent. I've had conversations with people about what to do and how to handle that, and I haven't hit it at all from that. So who knows what happens after this season? There are certain times you're in big situations and things come along in life or baseball and you want to play them down but that's never worked for me and i just own it technically it's the final year of my contract and that makes it a bigger year but you embrace it for what it is nothing happens until we get there and the goal now is to win a world series so he realizes that how big this is going to be on his life he's either going to cash in and make a huge huge deal say something like carlos rodan or if he has a bad year or an injury-riddled year, he has to sign one of those one- or two-year deals, like prove-it deals. Uh, many have speculated that Flaherty is as good as gone. I've heard it from multiple people. I'm talking about online fans who have contacted me saying, he's not going to stay anyway. Who cares? He's out. He doesn't want to be here anymore. He'd prefer to pitch out west where he's from because he's from California. And perhaps there's some truth to that. Maybe he does want to pitch closer to home. Personally, I've never seen an article or a quote where Jack Flaherty has said, I want to pitch out West in LA or I want to pitch on the West Coast. I've never seen or heard anything like that ever. So I'm not quite sure where everybody is getting their information. I'm assuming it's all speculation and everybody's just thinking what might be Jack Flaherty's opinion on what his future should be. But uh, when Denton asked Flaherty about following in Adam Wainwright's footsteps and staying with one team his whole career, Flaherty said this, I think it's an awesome thing for people to do that. Two guys I looked up to, Derek Jeter and Kobe Bryant, were with one team for that long. Wayno and others have done it, and it's awesome. You know the culture, you're comfortable, and you start to turn it into home so it can be really good. Now, maybe that will ease someone's, uh, some people's anxieties about him wanting to leave town. Now he doesn't say it at that, in that quote, I want to be in St. Louis and I hope to remain a Cardinal forever. He doesn't say that, but he does acknowledge that it's kind of cool that you don't have to jump teams and go play for multiple cities and multiple organizations. So we'll see what happens. I'll say this to wrap things up today. The Cardinals haven't won a World Series since 2011, which seem, I mean, it's forever. <laughs> like, it feels like it's been a million years since 2011. 
They haven't had a top three finisher in the Cy Young voting since 2014. That was Adam Wainwright. Flaherty was the only top five finisher since 2014. Aces are hard to find. They're very hard to find. And if Flaherty stays healthy, both physically and mentally, the Cardinals are probably going to have to pay the man. My question for you is, do you think the risk is worth it after the last couple of years of injuries? Say this season, he goes out and he wins 16 games, throws 200 innings, has a solid year, ERA 3.35, somewhere in that vicinity. Cardinals win the Central, not necessarily win a championship, but he's there pitching in the playoffs and he and he's good. Are you giving him Carlos Rodon money or are you going to let him walk and try to sign somebody else? Because you need an ace and you got to sign some of these guys. So would you rather have somebody like Flaherty or would you rather double down and re-sign Michaelis and Montgomery who maybe don't have as great years? You know, Michaelis is older. You know, Montgomery, say he has a year where he wins 13 games, ERA like four. Nothing special, but a good year. Would you rather have those two? Or would you rather have Jack Flaherty under contract moving forward? That's my question for you. I want you to leave your thoughts in the comments section below on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. If you haven't already, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.